and welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is your host, Sarah Hart Unger, and this is the podcast about all things planning and planning adjacent. Now, today is one of my very favorite episodes to record over the course of the year. I usually write a bit of an outline when I do these episodes, but for today, I decided that I would be a little bit more casual and just go through my actual 2023 planner stack in detail. So I am so, so excited to go ahead and do that. But before we do that, I also wanted to share a wonderful planner piece that I received from a listener who just wanted to remind everybody that you can be extremely minimal with your planning materials and still do incredibly well with your planning. So I wanted to share that first. She writes, Hi, Sarah. I've been using legal pads and a museum spiral desk-bound calendar for my planning and scheduling since the 80s. It is both a relatively frugal and a streamlined process. I would love for you to address planners that meet that description, including legal pads, on your podcast or in a blog post. I imagine not everyone can afford some of the more expensive planners and would love tips on how to plan well on a dime, as well as to manage a complicated life in an uncomplicated way. So I just wanted to share that. And then I did ask her for some details. She noted that the museum calendars that she uses are the Metropolitan Museum of Art spiral bound calendars. I went ahead and looked them out. And actually, the one that she uses is already sold out. So they must be quite popular. And she says that she thinks she's used one every single year since the early 80s, except for 1985, she got a Boston calendar. So I am super impressed at the dedication and consistency that she brings to her planner use. And then she also uses index cards for grocery and errands lists. She uses field notes notebooks in her purse. And she's kept every single one of those Met calendars as a record of her life, but tosses her other note-taking tools. So I thought that was just so cool to hear her share that. And it sounds like she lived a very full, successful, and busy life, yet with fairly minimal materials. And it's just a reminder to all of us, especially because my planner stack might be seen as a bit excessive by some, that there are many ways to do things and you can keep things incredibly simple and still do so much with a very small and minimalist planner stack. So thank you so much for sending that in. All right, we're going to take a major turn from minimalist to my planner stack. The funny thing is, even though there are a lot of books in my stack this year, it doesn't feel all that excessive because most of these are not new. They are things that are already in use. So, okay, maybe not most, but at least half of them are things that are already in use. So I hope that maybe once you hear what's actually in the stack, it will come off a little bit less ridiculous compared to looking at the picture. And I will add that the picture is actually missing one planner that I plan to use that has not arrived yet in the mail. I've been stocking it and was hoping it would arrive in time for this episode, but it is currently in some warehouse in New York. So it will make it and I will talk about it, but it's not actually in the photo that goes with this episode. The other thing I'm going to note is that my daughter, who has made a couple of guest appearances on this show, has suggested that I do a YouTube stack video and said that she will help me with this. So I think I will go ahead and create that. Don't expect anything I don't know, professional quality, because I am a much more experienced podcaster compared to YouTuber. Plus, I get help on the podcast and with the sound engineering piece, and I don't currently have anybody to help me with any kind of video. So it may be raw and unedited, but at least it will give you a visual sense of what this stack looks like. 
All right, with all of that intro, let's get to our stack. Number one is going to be the Hobonichi cousin in the English, and I have it tucked inside a gorgeous glitter leather cover, which I shared on a prior episode. The only negative thing I have to say about this cover is that the pen loop does not fit my pen, which is kind of a shame because this was a very expensive cover, and I would have thought Hobonichi would know exactly how big pen loops need since they provide a pen that goes with the planner. So next time, Hobonichi, with your leather planners, please make sure the pen loops are big enough because it's just sitting there kind of useless. But otherwise, I am super enamored with this system. I have it set up with my weekly where basically I'm going to keep my entire schedule. It's my master calendar, if you will. Of course, I refer to electronic sources, but this is my true source of truth. It is marred by a couple of things that have since changed, but not too many. Like my daughter, I thought she had a school trip that was overnight and she's not going to be going on it, but I've made some small edits. And honestly, we have to expect that even before the year begins, it's okay to have things that are crossed off or migrated in your planner. That makes it a functional piece rather than just something to look at. So I have this pretty much all set up in terms of major events. And then I'm super excited to use the daily pages since they're in English now and they're actual English quotes, which is really, really fun. I have not decided exactly how I'm going to use the little habit tracking section in the front, but I will report back on a later episode what I decide to do with that. I did put little tabs on here. I use the Midori tabs that are numbered in order to be able to turn to which month in the daily pages because otherwise it's quite a large volume to flip through if you kind of get lost if you're not using the bookmarks. And yeah, I'm just super excited to use this. I did use a Hobonichi for at least half of 2022, kind of bounced in and out of it during various parts of the year. If I got extra stressed out, sometimes I like to turn to an even sturdier daily planner like the Full Focus Planner or the Erin Condren Daily Duo. So there were times I jumped out of this planner and I could see it happening again for brief stints because you guys know one of my coping mechanisms if I'm going through a hard or transitional time is sometimes just using a different planner for a while. But often I will then return to home base, which is what I did this year. And I started and ended 2022 in a Hobonichi Cousin, and I'm hoping to spend most of 2023 in one as well. I will mention that tucked into the back of my Hobonichi Cousin is an Ashley Shelley monthly notebook which I don't necessarily know if I'm going to use it much during the year next year. I really used it more to plan out 2023, decide when we would travel, like have a better understanding of when I wanted to use my paid time off, etc. I did create some lists in here for like fall fun lists and movie lists, but I may be migrating a lot of those to my goal planner. So we'll see how much I actually use this, but it's super pretty and it fits in very nicely. I have the Amanda's Favorites edition, which she does as a collaboration with Ashley Shelley, and we'll see how much use I get out of that this year as well. All right. So that is volume one in the stack. Volume two is a oldie but goodie. I am returning to my Hobonichi five-year journal. That's probably not a surprise. I mean, it's five years long, so you are supposed to continue to write in it for five years. And my Hobonichi five-year journal is the A5 size. They all have kind of like a a leather-like cover. I don't think this is real leather, but it feels really, really nice. It's kind of a Cabernet color. And I started it in 2021. So this will be my third year using it. I was not perfect about using this journal either year, but I would say I filled it in more days than most, both in 2021 and 2022. So it's going to be really, really fun to see the years pile up and be able to really see 
how my life changed across the years. You know, what's kind of interesting is that because of the way the days of the week work, if I look at a given date, let's say October 3rd, in 2021, October 3rd was a Sunday, but in 2022, October 3rd was a Monday. And I almost wish this planner was somehow designed so that the days of the week's aligned so that the dates wouldn't align because then you could see you could compare Sunday to Sunday to kind of have a better comparison of how life evolves and I decided by the way to start my uh, five year in 2021 because I knew this would be such a period in my life where things were going to change because when I started I had a you know like a four year a three three-year-old let's see I can't do math right now I guess she was four a four-year-old and an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old. And then when this is finished, I'm going to have like whatever that is plus five. So just a really, really very fluid, ever-changing part of my life that I wanted to capture in this five-year journal. And I'm really enjoying using it. It's actually looking a bit messy right now because I tucked in some papers that I need to tape in, but it's really fun to put in the occasional ephemera. Like if my kid draws me a picture I really like or like a ticket stub and to keep that in there as well because then it can serve as a memory book. It is getting a little bit, when I look at it from the side, like chunky, which some people love. Like there are people who just get obsessed over, quote, chunkifying their planners and making them as big as possible with tons of stickers and things taped into them. That's not usually my style, but I got to say after five years of use, this thing is not going to be completely lying flat. And that's okay because it just means I'm living a full life with lots of things worthy of capturing. So I think that's a good thing. All right, we're going to take a quick break before we get through the rest of the stack, and I will be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by PrepDish. I have to say, I am so grateful for PrepDish this year, not only because they've been an awesome sponsor, which they have, but because I have used their menus consistently throughout the year, and I am always happy that they make my life just a little bit lighter. The best thing about PrepDish, in my opinion, is it just helps lighten your mental load during the busiest of seasons, and now certainly is that for me. PrepDish does all of the meal planning for you, so you don't have to, and makes food prep easier as well, with strategic step-by-step instructions. I have been really enjoying the latest recipes, too. I've noticed more soups and fall-type spices. The PrepDish team is great about keeping things seasonal and fresh. I find the meals really kid-friendly as well, sometimes with modifications, but often just as they are. I'm confident that many of you will love PrepDish as much as I do, and the founder, Allison, is offering listeners a two-week trial to try it out. So this is a great way to see if the plans will work for you. It would be a great addition as you're working on streamlining those winter routines. So go to PrepDish.com plans to activate your trial. In addition to the super fast menus that I love, PrepDish has gluten-free, paleo, and low-carb options, so there's truly something for everyone. Again, that's PrepDish.com plans plans for your first two weeks free. If you try it, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick, and what I'm hoping to wear all season, is the Callan dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. 
And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com slash plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, I am back and we are going through my 2023 planner stack, talking about what I'm going to be planning to use for this year. Listeners who know me fairly well know that I do not always stick to every single one of my plans, but as you'll hear in this, there are certain books that have stood the test of time, like the five-year journal I just talked about. So who knows, maybe I'll be getting more and more consistent and curmudgeonly with my advancing age. The next volume in the stack is not a Hobonichi product. This is the Erin Condren monthly planner that I talked about in a prior episode that I am using for my goal setting journal. Goal setting isn't exactly an all-encompassing term for what I want to use this for. I do want to keep my annual goals, my quintile goals, and my monthly goals in this journal. I don't think I'll put my weekly goals here. I really like to have my weekly goals written on the left-hand side of my weekly spread and my Hobonichi since I use that every single day. And I really do like to see my weekly goals every single day. But all the other bigger goals will go in here. I will put my someday maybe list in here. And I think I'm going to try to keep track of like restaurants we go to, items we go to, seasonal fun lists, gift lists, just all kinds of kind of lists that you might make in a given year. Anything that you'd want to start over in the next year, because if it's a list that I want to keep forever, forever, then it's probably going to go digital. 
But if it's a list of things I want to like track throughout the year, then I'm going to try to find a home for it in here. This is why I mentioned previously that I had started some of these lists in the Ashley Shelley monthly, but I think realistically, most of them are going to live in here and it could get kind of confusing if some are in each. So honestly, I think this is going to my go-to for capturing that kind of data. I have had requests for like a more detailed run through exactly which lists and things, collections I plan to keep in here. So I will address that on a future episode. But quite honestly, I haven't completed the setup of this book yet. So that is going to have to wait. But it is set up so, so nicely to be able to really collect a lot of things for each month, special memories, my goals lists, everything. So and then there's lots of blank pages in the back where I can put those more annual lists. So I think this will be a really great addition to the lineup this year. This is kind of a replacement for the Cultivate What Matters power sheets that I used last year and I think the year before. It's a little bit more open-ended and I otherwise don't have an Erin Condren in the mix and I love that paper. So I'm super excited to have this kind of take the place of that for this year. All right, next we have a book that like, I don't really count this as a planner stack, but it's kind of my go-to for just on-the-fly lists and That includes like a shopping list or planning out things I have to buy for a kid's birthday party. It's like scratch paper, basically. And that is because the pages of this notebook come out nicely. They're all perforated and it's just a pleasure to write in. And I have discussed this notebook on prior episodes. It is the Kakuyo Sufa Soft Ring Notebook. And this is an A5 size. It's a beautiful sea green color. It has a luxurious feel to it. And the paper is really, really nice. It has nice faint gray grid lines. And yeah, so anytime I just need a scratch piece of like scratch paper to write out a list or kind of brain dump, this is what I will use. I don't tend to like to brain dump in my regular planner because I have certain layouts and structures I prefer to use in my actual planners. And so I'm always looking for a spare piece of paper. And this is going to be it. I've already been using it. So again, this isn't really a new item that I purchased to add to my lineup. But I thought I'd include it since I have a feeling probably I will use up this notebook throughout the course of the year and I feel like it counts. All right. Next, we have another blank book. And this is the journal I have been writing in most recently. And I have had a habit of like starting journals and then feeling like, well, it's a new year, so I have to have a fresh start. But listen, that's just wasteful. And I really want to be less wasteful. And I really want to use what I have, especially if it's something I'm really enjoying using. If it's something that's really not working out for me, like I don't like the paper or the layout doesn't work, then it makes sense to kind of give that to the kids for them to use a scrap paper or artwork paper or whatever, or for them to practice planning in. But this is a Stology A5 yellow notebook. It's so pretty. I think this is like the one that has, I think it has 365 pages. So it's an annual notebook. And the paper is just lovely. And I've started using it for some journaling for the past few months. I probably have 20 pages or so filled in. So I'm just going to continue this. I don't need a fresh start for my random ramblings and lists and, and things like that. And I use this for, this is like the journal I probably would never share images of on the blog or on the podcast. Well, the podcast doesn't really have images, so you know what I mean. But I wouldn't share publicly images from it because it's where I put kind of I work through things in it. It doesn't mean that I necessarily write in like a sloppy manner. I don't. I, I kind of express myself in a by making more artistic looking pages, but they're just more personal in terms of like things I might want to change about my life or 
just thinking through stressful things. So this one, I probably would never share the interior, but I wanted to just mention it in my lineup since I'm going to continue to use it next year. And I really just enjoy the feel of this notebook and feel like it's perfect for just intimate brain dumping. All right. We have two more, one of them, which I physically have on my person and one of them, which is coming in the mail. And I'm super, super excited for that to arrive in the mail, but it just isn't here yet. Who knows? Maybe it'll come in the next couple of days and I'll be able to throw together a video for you guys with that actual volume there. So that will be very exciting. I don't think it will happen by the time this airs, but probably by the week after, or maybe miraculously it will. We will see. All right. So the next item we have here is the 2023 Hobonichi Weeks in Grass Green. Grass Green? I think it was Fresh Green, I believe, actually. It is kind of a grassy green, but it's a little bit more neon than that, I would say. It's got a woven cover and it is, is it in English? Yes, it is. It's in English. <laughs> the funny thing about Hobonichi is that I got all excited that everything was in English, but then I realized that I don't really notice like what I use in the Hobonichi are the blank spaces because I'm writing in it. I don't notice much about the characters that are on the bottom of the pages. They kind of fade into the background, which I think is part of the design and really lovely. But yes, this one is in English. There are quotes there. I should read these quotes and it is a lovely planner. It is, as you guys probably know, kind of a tall and narrow little planner with the days of the week on the left and a grid page on the right. I have the regular week, so it doesn't have a ton of blank pages. Maybe there's 30 or 40. Actually, that's quite a bit many. And this is my workout slash fitness journal. And I am tracking my workouts in it and anything otherwise related to health. So I'm going to track my migraines in here because unfortunately I have migraines to track. And basically anything else health-related, like if I got blood work or something, I might put the results in here. And I am going to perhaps use the blank pages to figure out like future race plans or race training plans and things like that. So I've tried to use this in the past. I did the same thing last year. I purchased a week's thinking I was going to use it for fitness, but I thought I would use it to like track all nutrition and like I was trying to track way too many things and I burned out after two or three weeks of use. I think this is much more doable because it's really just my workouts and other relevant data. And this is a year where I really am into running right now and I am planning on training for a half marathon and probably starting training for a marathon in the fall. And I'm just really dialed in on this hobby of mine and want to run faster. So I think having a tangible way to look back and compare my paces, plus the dopamine hit that I get to have when I fill it out after a good workout, I think I'm going to do better with this this year. But I will follow up in a few months and let you know. And feel free to call me out on it like in March. Are you still using your Hobonichi Weeks fitness and workout journal? And I will let you know. All right. The very last thing in my list, it's actually not shown because it hasn't arrived yet, as I mentioned but it is the Little Inklings Always Fully Book Journal slash Planner. And I am a bit concerned that this is going to be a little too much for me, but because there's like so many things that you can fill out. But I do love to read. I read usually between 40 and 50 books most years. I kind of want to aim for 60 next year. We'll see if that actually can happen. But I think my bottom line with this is going to be use the parts that serve me and ignore the parts that don't and just enjoy using the parts that work for me. And I do plan on using it to record all media. So everything I read, everything, well, not everything, but every book I read, 
every album that I listen to, every movie that I see, and probably every TV series that I watch, I'm going to try to capture in this book slash media journal. I just think this will be super fun, like another relaxing thing to fill out in the evenings, maybe while I'm watching something, who knows? So yeah, this is a little, I think of all the things I just shared today, this one is the most dubious. If I had to guess which one I'm going to fall off the wagon with first, it's that. But I just was so enamored by it. A listener is the one who let me know about this book journal. I did an episode all about various reading journals before, and there are some lovely ones out there. I did review of several of them, but this was one that was not on my radar. So I decided to order it for this year. And if it's as cute as it looks on the images I've seen online, I'm just super excited to try it out. So there you have it. How many books do I have in this stack? One, two, three, four, five six plus the book journal. Yeah, it's a hefty stack. But keep in mind that two of these are notebooks, which no, really three. I mean, if you count the five-year journal kind of as like a journal slash notebook, then up to three of them are notebooks. They're not all planners. They're just all paper products to have notes related to things I'm doing during the year. So yes, I'm sure many would consider this excessive, but I think it's going to be used for the most part. Again, I have the most doubts about the book journal. And notably, a couple of these items are not dated, like the Sufa notebook and the Stology. So if I don't, you know, fill them all out in 2023, I can continue them into future years as well. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. As always, it's one of my favorite to record every single year. Just like delightful kind of going through each thing and thinking about how I'm going to use it. So I would love to hear about your planner stack plans for next year. Or perhaps you're very minimal, like the person who wrote to me and you only have one item that you plan on using. I'd love to hear about what that ride or die is for you as well. And finally, this podcast, I want to thank you for listening throughout the year, whether you're a newer listener or someone who's listened from day one. And I have one request for you. If you are able to leave me a review, I would so appreciate it. I feel like Best Laid Plans is gaining a lot of momentum and I look at the stats and I know I have some new listeners, but I haven't seen my review count go up all that much recently. And so if you're able to just leave me a star review or a comment review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts, I would be super grateful. That would be your holiday gift to me. So thank you again for listening. You can find show notes and a photo of this planner stack at theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com. I will let you know next week whether I have managed to produce a YouTube video with this stack shown in its visual glory for your viewing pleasure. But you can at least see a picture of the stack, minus the book journal, because it hadn't come yet by the time I took the picture, on the show notes page on theshoebox.com. As always, you can leave comments there. You can email me at shoeboxblog at gmail.com or you can text me. And I'm embarrassed to say I don't have the number on me, but if you go to the page, Best Laid Plans page, it is right there and you can see how to reach me that way as well. It doesn't go to my phone, so don't worry. You can text me any time of night. It will just go to my email. All right, have a wonderful week. Send me your planner stacks and I hope everyone is getting excited for 2023, but still enjoying the weeks we have left in 2022. See you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.